on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light. Hello, nurse. Welcome everyone, I am Belthick Gaming, aka Belthick, aka E-Bloody Candy, aka whatever you wish to call me on the internet. Uh, this is a bit of a special This Is Game Boy um, podcast episode because Mula is sick. So to keep up with schedule and to maintain, well just to maintain a schedule and keep everyone happy and keep everyone on pace... I uh, will be soloing today's episode, which in turn will be basically a light episode. Uh, so before we dive into today's game, uh, things I've been up to, uh, a lot of WoW Classic. I've been playing a ton of WoW Classic lately. Um, Horror Fridays came back for the month of October, so I've played Man of Medan, which was not a terrible game. Um, the story was a little eh. But the graphics were pretty well done. Uh, the ending was very rushed, though. That was the only problem I had with that. Uh, I played uh, Never Ending Nightmare, which was a phenomenal indie game. Phenomenal indie horror game. Uh, it did drag on a little bit towards the end just to pull out some content. But it has three different endings, and it will make you... Uh, it will make you think twice about what a, what a horror game should, should entail. Um, we'll be playing, I'll be diving into Lucius and I'll be diving into Silent Hill Origins on the PSP here to finish out, um, basically horror month for me. Uh, outside of that, I play, uh, we, we just released the Tiny 10 list. So Tiny 10 10 list has been revealed and you can go, you can go see that on gbrunners.com slash tiny dash 10 dash 10 or just gbrunners.com, and in the header there's a link to go to the current list. Uh, pretty awesome action pack list, honestly. It's deceptively hard, but the games themselves, if you just take a little bit of time to practice them, are very short. I would say the hardest game in that list is Bonk, uh, Bonk, Bonk? Yeah, Bonk Adventure, and then followed by Mega Man 4, just because Mega Man 4 is the longest one in that entire list, and every game in this list this time around is full beat the game. There's no no half goals in mind. Um, outside of that, I've been watching a lot of horror movies as well too because it's October and that's just what I do. So like I've watched the new Child's Play with Aubrey Plaza. Kind of an okay movie. More of a comedy in my opinion than it is a horror movie. But uh, I'll be curious to see how they take the series now if they do continue the reboot. Uh, I watched the first Alien movie phenomenal just absolutely phenomenal I cannot wait to watch alien 2 probably tomorrow night or whatever um i watched slender man awful movie terrible terrible movie it made zero sense the story didn't make any sense at all um just just awful all the way around and then the nightmare before christmas the 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 classic tim burton movie and probably one of my favorite Tim Burton movies of all time so that's really all I have been up to um, really haven't done much for retro stuff outside of the tiny 10 
Um, did do a quick little marathon for a friend, uh, just gathering money to help him pay some like medical bills and such like that. I played a, a ran Venture Kid, um, which is a Mega Man clone, and I crashed the game about six times during my run because the PC patch uh, broke the game <laughs> without anyone knowing. So that was good. That was good. But uh, in the end, we were still underestimate, and uh, so I got to showcase the game. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me. Um, as mentioned, Mola is sick, but I do know he's been doing some stuff in his off time. Um, a couple horror games here and there. Um, he's popped on stream a couple times without webcam and mic, but uh, yeah, hoping he feels better better soon. So, and then diving into today's episode, you probably could have guessed it from the title if you're a '90s kid. Uh, um, we were going to be talking about Animaniacs for the Game Boy, so stay tuned for that. Welcome back, everybody. So if you're noticing, like, my voice is a bit different right now, kind of making me down and more mellow, I'm getting sick right now. So hopefully <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick pass. But um, if you grew up in the 90s, you definitely recognize the name Animaniacs. You know, you had, uh, what were they, Wacko? I already forgot them all. Wacko is the only one I could remember. Uh, Dot and uh yakko that's what they were and um so like i believe yakko is the super tall one that uh wore his pants up to his chest uh wacko is the one with the backwards red hat um and then dot is the sister who tries and seduces literally every single um male that she that she encounters um the show ran for a decent decent amount. The show ran what at least the early nineties to the mid nineties. Um and it was pretty much anywhere you go. You go to like WB, you go to Fox Kids, you pretty you know, depending on where you grew up and what channels you had, you were almost guaranteed to run into the reason Animaniacs. you ran into Animaniacs so much was because it blended in to other cartoons that we would watch as children. Um, Tiny Toot Adventures, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain freaking came from Animaniacs, basically. Um, the Plucky Duck Show, Freakazoid. Um, I mean, there's just so many cartoons that accumulated because of Animaniacs. And something really interesting to note is that Animaniacs is looking to get a reboot literally 20 years after it got taken off the air. So... That just kind of shows the demand for this this cartoon. It was witty. It was really dumb. But it encapsulated literally everything that a, a, a child wanted in the 90s at that time. Um, who's to say if that reboot would actually capture the kids of this generation? I don't even know if kids watch TV anymore. So, uh, <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy thing. Um, Steven Spielberg served as the executive producer um, for Animaniacs, so you kind of under so that there definitely had a quality to the cartoon in itself. 
yeah, it was just it just had it was just a, it was filled with parodies. Like I can recall many parodies of the Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it definitely had like its like musical moments as well too, and it just had re- it, like the jokes and catchphrases would be literally in every single episode of Animaniacs. So I haven't watched Animaniacs in twenty plus years, and I still can visually see Wacko and Yakko. Saying hello, nurse. Whenever a nurse walked onto the screen, um, that's just how much I watched Animaniacs growing up, and that's just the impact that it had on pop culture for children at that time. Um, so why am I digging so much into the cartoon, and why am I not talking about the game right now? Because the game is heavily based off of the cartoon. Um, something crazy with Animaniacs game that we'll touch base after the break is it was for the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, the Game Boy, probably the Game Gear. So what does that mean going forward? Were they all the same game? Were they ports? Were they different? Stay tuned after this break and we will definitely touch base on that. everybody so uh we talked about it being on multiple systems it's not a rare thing for a video game to be on multiple systems right we take a look back at uh, last action hero super nintendo probably the genesis because sega copied everything nintendo did game boy probably the game gear as well we take a look back at true lies that was on the super nintendo at least because i own that cart and it's on the game boy um we look forward alien 3 is on the nes the super nes the genesis the game boy the game gear the whole nine yards like a shack fu amiga super nintendo genesis game boy game gear um so this is not a rare thing for a licensed game to be spread across multiple systems however in the case of animaniacs for the game boy it did take a rare shift in things um Animaniacs for the Game Boy was developed by Factor 5 and published by Konami. What does that mean? Well, that meant that the Animaniacs Game Boy version is a direct port of the Sega Genesis version of Animaniacs. So it's a, it's kind of a odd uh, port because typically Nintendo Game Boy ports are pulled from the actual Nintendo Game Boy, you know, the, not Game Boy, but actual Nintendo published game, or something that was published to, like, the SNES or the NES. Uh, and it's usually almost never pulled from the competitor's side of view. That makes Animaniacs for the Super Nintendo, it was still published by Konami, but it was also developed by Konami. And you're probably thinking, well, Konami back in the early 90s, they must have been really good. Eh, it wasn't a terrible game. Um, it wasn't fantastic by any means. It wasn't Castlevania. You know, it wasn't Gradius or anything of that, you know, of that bar. 
but it wasn't a terrible game. Um, honestly, Capcom probably could have done a better job with it because Capcom has always done very good jobs with cartoon iteration video games. Um, but Konami did a decent job. They got the point across. And in 1995, when Animaniac Game Boy came out, released to the public, um, it wasn't super accepted that well. Probably because most people already had it for the Super Nintendo and for their Genesis. Because that came out in 1994. So a whole year later, the Game Boy version came out. So people that wanted the Animaniacs game probably already had it for the Super Nintendo and Game Boy. And putting a $50 price tag on a, on a game that you quote-unquote already own for a quote-unquote superior system... This just isn't going to happen. So parents are probably smart about that. Like, hey, you already own Animaniacs for the Super Nintendo. I'm not going to get it for you on the Game Boy. Um, or children were, you know, basically pulled by that too. They're like, oh, it's on the Game Boy. I already own it for the Super Nintendo. So I don't need to buy it for the system. But with that said, though, it's not a very uncommon game. It's a it's a fairly common game. You can get it for a pretty cheap price tag. Uh, anywhere between, like, I don't know, 7 to $10. Uh, loose, obviously. Um... But what makes the game so much like the cartoon? So as you progress through the game, when you enter it, it is a Super Game Boy enhanced game. So that means it's going to have colors and a questionable pretty border around it. Uh, the border around it, it just has wacko, yakko, and dot. And uh, it's really not all that pretty. It's just brown with some circles on it. They could have done a much better job. They could have put like the uh, WB... Um, border around it and been a lot better off but um, the game plays like the cartoon and what I mean by that is when you load in the Game Boy version and press start and get into the action you are presented acts um, your your screen is the is the uh, is the WB studio and from there you choose what building to go into so what, what studio to go into. And these are called acts. So when you go into Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, it's going to portray essentially a cartoon script that you play through. And at the end of every act, you defeat the security guard that's trying to grab you and lock you back into the water tower. Through the game, you, can, you, you have all three animaniacs, I'm just going to call them, up on the screen at once. You have Yakko, which uses uh, a paddle ball and can move boxes. Wacko, which has a hammer. Um, and Dot, which blows kisses. Uh, the kisses don't do any damage, by the way. So like I said, when you first start up the game, you're presented the studio. You're then uh, pushed into basically a practice stage, a tutorial, so to speak. And it teaches you... How to use each one of your Animaniacs teaches you how to do damage to something, how to avoid something. Um, act one, you can choose either any of the acts: Act two, Act one, Act two, Act three. Any of them can be technically level one for you. Uh, but most most of the time, you're just going to choose Act one and uh, do your, do your thing. So you show into Act one. It's uh, it's a it's a jungle scene. Um, it has moving platforms and all that fun fun jazz you can think of just in a typical hold right platformer. Um, 
stage one kind of handholds you, or act one rather, kind of handholds you a little bit. There are like uh, fuses and whatnot that they'll have like fingers pointing at. That means you need to take out Wacko, hit a fuse to light it, or there'll be a box in the way. That means you got to take out Yakko and push the box around. Um, and if there's an enemy nearby, you have to take out Dot and blow a kiss at him to basically stun them so you can get past them. Um, the paddle ball that Yakko has is pretty much useless. The hammer that Wacko has is only good for select things, basically. Um, Dot is honestly probably the most useful character in the entire entire game up until boss fights. Um, as you get through stage one, you you fight Ralph, which I believe is the security guard. So yeah, you fight Ralph at the end, which is the security guard. In the middle of the screen... Um, is this teeter-totter on one end is a boulder the other end is just a uh, um, a high teeter-totter and ralph is going to throw bombs down and what you need to do is with wacko is take the hammer and hit the hit the other end to knock the boulder up into the security guard every once in a while the security guard is going to come down and try and hit you that's where you take out yakko with his paddle ball and hit him to get him back up. Sometimes you'll see Pinky in the brain walk across the bottom of the screen. That's just them being Pinky in the brain. Um, and the whole concept of this is you need to do three acts to get the three missing uh, studio um, memorabilia. So that's that is that's the lore of of Animaniacs is pieces of the studio's memorabilia has been stolen and it's up to Yakko, Wacko, and Dot to go and retrieve these stolen pieces or these missing missing pieces. Um, and as you go through, so Act 2, I believe, is the train station and oof, is that stage rough. Because with the train station, it's all fine. You basically just hold right the entire stage. But when you get to the very end of it, when you have to fight Ralph again, um, you have to set the first platform just right to make a pretty tight jump so Ralph can't follow you directly. If Ralph touches you at all in this in this fight, you're you're dead. You basically start over and then once you game over you have to put in a password to start that stage over again um so as you make the first jump and get past onto the coal cart where you feed the engine you have to put coals into the coal hatch when it opens as ralph is manual carting at you and what's going to happen is that a hot coal is going to shoot out and hopefully hit ralph um, it's a lot of timing, it's a little bit of luck, and it's a lot of tediousness. But once once Ralph is down, then you get the missing missing piece again and move on with your life. Uh the very end boss of it all is Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And as you fight Pinky in the Brain, it does the theme song for Pinky in the Brain. 
Uh, you know, it's pinky in the brain. It's pinky in the brain. One is a genius. The other's insane. You know, and it, it plays that nonstop on loop until you defeat pinky in the brain. And the way you defeat pinky in the brain is that they're in this giant robot. Think of like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when Krang is in his in his robot suit. Uh, a very similar idea to that. And um, Pinky is like in a, in a pocket. And what you have to do is that throughout the entire stage, they're throwing bombs at you. And you have to take Dot to blow a kiss in, at Pinky. And Pinky is going to drop you a bomb that you can actually move with Yakko. And you're going to move it to the feet of this robot. And then you're going to take Wacko and hammer it to light it on fire to ignite the wick and blow the bomb up on the feet of this robot. All while, if you get too close, the robot is going to kick at you. Uh, it's, a, it's a long fight. It's a tedious fight. And it's a two-phase fight. So once you blow it up, then the bottom half comes off. And you have to deal with the legs running around and the torso. Uh, but once you've defeated that, you return all the missing pieces to the WB Studios. And you go back to your water tower. Uh, the end. That is Animaniacs in a nutshell. Um, Gameplay-wise, it is your most generic hold right platformer that you can ever imagine. Um, there's really no enemies to worry about all that much. It's just a lot of falling objects, a lot of uh, a lot of pitfalls, but it's it's a pretty generic hold right platformer. The only times you're really gonna get frustrated with the game is the final stage. When there is basically like a door gauntlet that you have to use Wacko. You have to use Wacko and Yakko quite a bit to move boxes and hammer down buttons. And the timing is quite tight on this because there's a poison gas or water. I can't remember what it is in the sewer coming at you. And if it touches you, you die. Um, you do have a health bar. But the health bar really just does not matter all that much in the game at all. Um, but otherwise, like it's not, like I said before, it's not an awful game. It's just a very slightly above average platformer. Uh, so yeah, when we come back, I'll give you the history, my history of the game, um, how I grew up with it, and then are obviously the closing remarks to the episode. Stay tuned. back everybody so another fun tidbit before i dive into my history of the game is that the game has has had a few people data mine into it and dig into it and uh there are 10 songs on the game boy version that were just never used uh kind of an interesting uh fact there there's also a quote-unquote inaccessible area that if you use a game genie code it allows you to do a multi-jump, and the multi-jump allows you to go into the pinky and the brain um, contraption in the in the jungle stage, which is Act 1. So, uh, pretty, pretty interesting uh, ideas there. Uh, there's debugging passwords for level skipping, limited lives, limited energy, unlimited time, um, and a negative cheat, which 
makes two mid-bosses of the stage two very difficult, increasing his projectile's throw rate. Um, but you pro we probably won't be using those at all. Uh, so yeah, history that I have with the game. I grew up... I, I, have, I owned the SNES version growing up. Um, big fan of the cartoon. Loved the cartoon growing up. Uh, loved Pinky and the Brain. Love Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, big fan of all of them. And I had the Super Nintendo game because, like, I had Game Boy games growing up. You know, I had a few because of road trips and whatnot, but I honestly played the Super Nintendo a decent amount, uh, mainly because my mother played the Super Nintendo a lot. So uh, in my in my household, my my mother played the systems almost more than I did because I was a 90s kid and I was outside. Um, but since I liked Animaniacs, I got the game for Christmas, I believe. And uh, I played it. I, I, I remember beating it as a, as a kid as well, too. And that was like my childhood history of it. I never knew there was a Game Boy version of it until maybe six or seven years ago and i was like oh neat so i played the game boy version for game boy adventure and noticed that the game boy version is nothing like the super nintendo version so i was like okay well that's interesting uh it took me about 45 minutes to an hour to beat the game boy version and i was like wow i'm like well this is a decent game but it was nothing like the snes version and so I and I happened to own the Genesis version of Animaniacs as well, so I put the, I put the Genesis version in, and played through that, and I was like, holy smokes, the Game Boy version is a port of the Genesis version. I'm like, that is strange to have basically a Sega game on a Game Boy. Uh, I thought that was really really interesting and kind of kind of weird to to have have going but considering the time frame when the Game Boy version came out and considering that Genesis was the better option of them all it made sense for the Game Boy port to be the Genesis port um overall though I thought the game was like I said a slightly above average platformer the sprites weren't too big the music was catchy. It wasn't too ear piercy. Um, graphically, it wasn't bad for a 95 game. For a Super Game Boy Enhanced 95 game, I'd expect a little bit more. But honestly, it wasn't terrible. I could make out what everything was. Uh, level design was pretty eh. The, the boss mechanics were pretty basic once you understood the pattern. Uh, like I said, overall, pretty mediocre, slightly above average uh, platformer. Uh, and I know I've watched Mula play it a few, I, once or twice. Um, I've played it here and dear, here and dear, here and there once in a while too, just to like stay fresh in it. I laid down basically half of a speed run for it, uh, in which then someone actually took what I started and finished it so um there is a speedrunning leaderboard for this game yeah so like i said i started um i started routing i think i got like halfway through act two 
And I was just like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not feeling it anymore. So I, I just, I just stopped. And then uh, a person reached out to me on Twitter and was like, Hey, I heard you were routing in a maniacs with a Game Boy. I was like, Yeah, I gave up though. But here's what I, here's the stuff that I have right now. Here's what I figured out. And um, he's a Genesis Animaniacs runner as well, I believe. And he uh, he took what I had and basically implemented what the Genesis also had. And uh, has the only time we have a we have a leaderboard up. Like I made a leaderboard for it, and we have one run up on it right now by Big Rig, which is a twenty four fifty nine about a year ago. Uh, which that time can be brought down a lot more it's just uh need to put some dedicated time into it and i thought about it it's a it's a it's a cool little speed run to be completely honest um but that's the history i have with the game i know like i said mola's played it once or twice um not bad if you can find it cheap at yard sales or your collector store for five to ten bucks pick it up it's it's not a bad buy it's a quick 45 minutes to an hour playthrough um yeah I, I mean it's and it's a konami game so i mean like early early 90s konami like the worst the worst konami i can think of is like bayou billy i believe that's a konami game and even then that's slightly above average so that's for nes by the way but yeah so with that um thank you all for taking the time to listen like i said sorry for kind of a weird choppy episode um Mullah is sick and to keep pace with all the episodes releasing every two weeks um i we we thought it would be best for me to try and fill in with a with a light episode and um maintain our schedule pressing to to keep our schedule uh, maintained pressing forward because i know we had a bit of a hiccup during sgdq because i wasn't available and um it's just a busy time of the year for us so with that said appreciate you all hope you enjoyed today's episode about animaniacs um go watch the cartoon as well and go watch the reboot when it comes out don't be a stick in the mud um yeah so anyway you can find me belthic gaming at uh, twitch and twitter uh, I have I have started uploading YouTube videos. Um, I have my Man of Medan and Never Ending Nightmare playthroughs up on YouTube right now, and you can see me on Instagram as well, uh, just at Belthic Gaming. Also, of course, my second half Mula. You can find him on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at uh, just Mula M O E L L E U H, and obviously our wonderful beautiful producer legs you can find her on twitch at sprinting legs uh, tw- uh youtube at legs and obviously we're all available on discord and we have a this is game boy discord um server so please join us hang out with us we usually shoot the win we're gonna try and keep it as pg as possible <laughs> and uh and with that, anyone that listens to this uh, that is going to AGDQ um, or got accepted rather into AGDQ, congratulations. I can't wait to watch your guys' runs uh, at home because I don't go to AGDQ and I don't want to go to Florida. <laughs> so, um, again, thank you all. So the next time you hear from us, uh, we're probably going to talk about a cute claymation penguin called Pingu. So definitely stay tuned for that. See you all in a couple weeks.
It's time for Animaniacs.